Welcome to the heartbeat. You know, on this episode, we're talking about shame, and I think that it's divine timing that we're talking about this because I'm seeing a lot of shame being tossed around, whether that's shame towards yourself or other people shaming others of this very tense and revolutionary time in human history. And, you know, shame is not really effective to change behavior, but it's something that we use a lot, like I said, towards ourselves or others. Um, it's actually never worked, <laughs> but we continue to use it. Um, and that's the whole hurt people, hurt people thing, you know? And so just be mindful that when you're uh, educating other people or you're trying to correct another or shine light on something to someone, don't shame them. And the same is true with yourself, you know, that whatever you're feeling right now, is okay. We're going through a pandemic, a revolution, and a lot all at the same time. So uh, I just want to echo that to you guys. It's been a lot for me, as you heard on the last episode with Tough Love Friday. Uh, I'm in in the heart of the storm, really, uh, being in Santa Monica. And I'm just witnessing a lot of shame being tossed. I've even been shaming myself for, why didn't you speak sooner? And da-da-da-da-da, all these things. Um, and it's just important to be aware of it. And I, I'm really excited for this, for sharing this conversation with Millie that I had for you guys, because, um, we talked about a lot of great stuff and we hit on a lot of great points. And again, I just think it's so divinely timed, uh, for all of this stuff. And so there is no such thing as the wrong time. I think everything is in the right divine time. Uh, and it's important that we just don't judge ourselves or another in this transition seek grace seek compassion listen to understand and i think that that's really what will bridge this revolution and and make a change that's lasting so enough of me rambling without further ado here is my conversation with millie fox on shame you're listening to the heartbeat is on your heart to talk about today oh geez wow you're springing me (laughs) springing me (laughs) off with a good one right from the beginning um you know hmm, one of my favorite topics that I you know dive into often is shame and that one just kind of popping up to the forefront I'm a huge uh Brene Brown fan Mm-hmm. And uh, you know she's she's a shame researcher, so it's such a such a deep concept. And I guess a lot of people don't really like to talk about it. They like to focus on the the positive sides of things. But mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> there's uh, there's light and dark to everything. Yeah, and it's like if you don't you know actually work through the shame, you actually stay more in the not so good place (laughs) you know like you're not able to just focus on the positive and have a positive life because you're running from Mm -hmm. shame all the time you Mm -hmm. know yeah it's something that i've been thinking about a lot lately because you know i also love i love the law of attraction and i love Mm -hmm. you know the whole rewiring of your brain um you know the the science behind that and focusing on you know joy and gratitude but you know there's such a, a fine balance between Focusing on those things and then also recognizing, you know, your shadow and where it's lurking and like allowing yourself to feel your emotions and the self-compassion side of things. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw so, you did a post recently about self-compassion as well. Uh-huh. Yep, yep. It's a huge, it's a big part of, you know, the journey, especially with self-love. Mm-hmm. You gotta, you gotta have compassion for yourself. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of that's, um, you could also say like inner child work too, of like how just treating mm-hmm. yourself with kindness. Mm-hmm. Yeah, self-compassion mm-hmm. is huge for that inner child stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, what was I just going to say? Man, so I'm on shame. quite, quite <laughs> pregnant. Let's just throw that out there because obviously no one can see me. I'm like three <laughs> weeks away from my due date. So there is a well, thing pregnancy, pregnancy brain. Thank you. So I may <laughs> lose my train of thought. <laughs> no, it's but, totally okay. I'm here with yeah. it. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. So we're talking about shame. Like mm-hmm. what really – what really has been coming up in your space around that either personally or with clients or whatever? I guess it's just this balance between, you know, embracing who you are, accepting who you are, um, and not, not shaming yourself for those, you know, maybe negative qualities or things that you haven't quite worked on yet to where you're happy with the way you react in certain situations and, Mm-hmm. This whole self-improvement and personal development sphere, it can be a very, a very exhausting journey to go on and to commit to, right? When you're, mm-hmm. when you, when all you're doing is you feel like you're monitoring yourself because you're trying to be <laughs> intentional, right? You're trying to really live with mindfulness, but it can also feel like you're under a microscope mm-hmm. and, you know, it's that about ba- trying to find that balance between giving yourself the enough compassion and still being able to work through that shame and shadow without denying that it exists and just glossing over and doing the whole for for many years I did the whole spiritual bypassing mm-hmm. thing where talk on that you know, yeah so <laughs> for sure so spiritual bypassing if anyone's not familiar with the concept is is basically like going through my the way that I always um sort of like put it into an analogy is when you see a dancer practicing their routine and they do these like micro movements, like they don't fully go through the entire routine and give their heart and soul to it. They're just kind of mm-hmm. running through so that they, like they, they know the routine. Mm-hmm. And when you're spiritual bypassing, that's kind of what you're doing. You're like <laughs> I going love that through, analogy. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so you're going through all of the motions of the mm-hmm. healing, but you're not actually diving into it deep enough to mm-hmm. give your heart and soul to it so that you're making a true real impact. Like that's how you're going to win the dance competition, you know, like is by yeah. actually giving your heart and soul to the whole process and not these little like micro, you know, movements. So mm-hmm. that's well, the like, way yeah, that I look like, at yeah, it. Like spiritual bypassing is like, oh yeah, this is what I do. And I do these things. Okay. But you're mm-hmm. not, like you said fully immersing yourself in the experience and actually surrendering to the process and like exactly going all out in terms of feeling an emotion that's negative or something like that. Yeah. And also I think spiritual bypassing can be, I actually saw a friend post about this on Instagram today, like always transmuting the negative energy into something positive. Like sometimes you just got to sit with the shit and recognize that like, okay, this sucks. Yeah. Like that's the spiritual work. Yeah. That's it. Like my, my experience with it would be like, for example, like reading a book, you know, spiritual book or a 
you know, whatever, self-help book of some kind. And you, often they have exercises for you in the books, right? They have writing exercises right. or whatever. I would never do them. I would always kind of just like <laughs> play it out in my head how I would do it or how it would go if I were to do the exercise or like if I were to journal, I'd probably write this. But, you know, that doesn't work, right? When you mm -hmm. sit down with a pen and a journal and you actually write it out, stuff comes out of you that you wouldn't have realized. Right. So. Yeah, that's that's another part of it, too, is just fully diving deeply in to acknowledge and then discovering, you know, it's more discovery when you really fully commit to both sides of, of the work and not just like the intellectual portion. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. what about if somebody's shaming themselves or feeling guilt because they're spiritually bypassing and they know it and they're avoiding <laughs> or they're running from the work? And because I know that that's a real thing. Yeah. Yeah. So a huge, huge thing that I've been going back into is the, the self-compassion work, but particularly um, the work of Dr. Kristen Neff. She's got this wonderful workbook called the Mindful Self-Compassion Workbook. Mm -hmm. And uh, inside, you know, there's a ton of exercises that you could do. And the one that sort of jumps out um, is called Soften, Soothe, Allow. So you're just... Mm -hmm actually taking a moment to feel your emotion. So if, if you're feeling some kind of, you know, shame over spiritual bypassing, it's just like to recognize that, like you, you have to be honest with yourself and just to like feel where that's locate, where that feels you're feeling that in your body and soften into it and give yourself some soothing. Like it's okay. You know, you, you, maybe you're feeling afraid to dive into the work. You have fear because you, you're not sure what's going to come up for you and, and you're afraid to feel the pain behind it. And, you know, and then you allow it. You give yourself that moment of like feeling the feeling instead of just trying to jump to that next best feeling, you know, thought or, or, or vibrational level or whatever. Like it's not sweeping things under the rug. So that's part of your process too is this, self-compassion practices where when you do stumble into one of those feelings you do a self-compassion practice rather than you know just trying to meditate it away or <laughs> journal mm -hmm. it away or whatever it's like really just to be curious and investigate mm -hmm. it and let it be just important yeah very important not to judge mm-hmm yeah, and the the one thing I really like in that in that soften soothe allow is the soothe portion. She talks about like soothing touch for yourself. Mm -hmm. So is I like to sort of like cup the side of my face, um, or you could mm. you know st like stroke the back of your own arm, hand, like forearm, or you could like give yourself a hug or put your hand on your heart. Or maybe it sounds cheesy, but it feels nice when you're feeling crappy <laughs> to have that like personal warmth yeah. that you're directing towards yourself. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And, and there's a lot of, um, I haven't dove into the actual studies of it. There's a lot of studies around like face holding, um, oh, like yeah. literally <laughs> placing your hands on your face and or having somebody else do it. And like the soothing effects of that. Mm -hmm. um, it's very I can interesting. Only imagine. Yeah. Energetically, <laughs> there's gotta be a lot behind that. Yeah. Yeah. So with shame, like, so I'm really uh, diving into that topic myself as well because mm -hmm. um, there's blame and then there's shame. And I don't think that a lot of people understand the difference. So okay. would you want to dive into that a little bit? 
Well, I'm not I'm not totally sure on the the blame, but maybe the big the big thing that people I've heard run into um confusion with is the difference between guilt mm-hmm. and shame. Ooh. Well, I think guilt is an experience or an emotion of, of that blame. You, yeah. Like self-blame, yeah, they, right? Oh, I'm guilty yeah. like I Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. That makes a lot of sense. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. They kind of go hand in hand. So the way that I understand the difference is guilt is I did something wrong and shame is I am, I am wrong. Like I did something bad Mm. versus I am bad. I am the something bad. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So guilt can actually be a healthy thing to experience because it pushes us to try to be better the next time Mm -hmm. or to correct our actions. Whereas Shame. I think a lot of people mislabel guilt as or shame as guilt. They say I feel guilty when really actually what they're feeling is shame or shameful. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you when you feel shame, it's like your worth is in question. And I think this happens to so many of us where we take things so personally now because yeah. we have so much shame. So it's hard for us to even have any of these conversations around differing opinions because everybody has so much shame that, that you know, the, the moment that somebody says something, they take it as directed at their character. And it's like, oh, they get this big wave of shame and they have to defend their character with all of their might, you know? So <laughs> it's it's not it's not a guilt thing. It's a shame thing. So guilt is... Guilt is, oh, you know, I broke that thing and then I lied about it. (laughs) Right. But shame is like, I broke that thing. I'm a clumsy loser. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, that kind of. And where do you think that that comes from? Like, why do we take on that shame? Well, you know, I, well, we live in a shame-based society. So (laughs) that's like (laughs) the primary parenting tool that so many people are raised with. Um, I hear it so much when I hear parents talk to their kids, like, if you love me, you wouldn't do X, Y, Z, or, you know, that kind of stuff. And I cringe so hard when I hear it. Um, But yeah, it's it's just condition-based, you know, love and affection that really, really seems to develop shame. And then uh, trauma, you know, is Mm -hmm. really you know, layering layers on the right. shame. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. It's just, it's just what was taught to us. And so we run that narrative again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially yeah. for children, always their default is to, you know, give like take on the shame because they think there must be something wrong with them. If their parent had whatever problem or. <laughs> right. Took well, it and out also on like them. when we're, when we're kids, it's like the world kind of revolves around us during a certain period of time. <laughs> and so it's like, we think we're the cause of everything. So, you know, if mm-hmm. your parents split, you blame yourself type exactly. of the situation happens. Exactly. And yeah. you're like, oh, I caused all of the things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's 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 a strange sort of coping mechanism. I think the way that I understand it is that children don't understand how to rationalize um, a cause in any other mm. way because the world is just too big for them to sort of like conceptualize any other reason. It just must be me because yeah, you, like you said, you are this, you're sort of like the center of your own universe when you're a child, because nothing else really exists outside of your family unit. 
because that's mm-hmm. the way development goes. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's crazy. So like when somebody recognizes maybe because the first step is in the awareness of, okay, I'm sh- shaming myself right now or I'm carrying a lot of shame. How do they begin to actually let that go? Well, the first thing um, that comes to mind is to to bring it into the light because shame can only live, uh, you know, in silence and in darkness. Mm. So, you know, you have to speak it out loud and share it with a safe person um, who mm-hmm. can support you through whatever it is. And then that's a whole journey of learning how to share your emotions and be able to speak about your emotions as well. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's definitely in like bringing consciousness to it and, and actually speaking about it with other people definitely can help because then mm-hmm. you have the discernment of, wait, I'm not a bad person. I just didn't know mm-hmm. better or, you know, whatever. You, you transmute the shame into blame. And guilt, yeah, I feel yeah, and to I, actually I guess, let it go, yeah, and then and also you start to realize that you're not alone in your feelings and that you're yeah. not the only person, and that your reaction <laughs> is is probably quite common or normal, and that somebody else could easily relate to how you felt or why you felt that way if you're mm-hmm. sharing with a safe person, you know, <laughs> <laughs> which is very important to do, yeah, and it's not like you know in the middle of a fight in the heat of things when everyone's <laughs> rational brain is gone and then you share it and then it backfires on you. <laughs> right. Yeah. Make sure the space is, is, you know, congruent with the outcome. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I think that's the biggest thing and just starting to really go through that self-compassion, um, you know, learning self-compassion and practicing self-compassion and then, also um self-acceptance so learning Mm -hmm. your emotions and recognizing your emotions where they're living in your body and how to name them and so many people don't even know how to to name their emotions like they have like their five words for the you know happy sad frustrated angry Mm -hmm. like there's so many more rich ways to describe how we're feeling but we really we really don't um Brene Brown recently launched a podcast as well and she had a Mm -hmm. guest um on who wrote a book called permission to feel Mm. and he's got all of this research about feelings and how people don't know how to to express them it's really Mm -hmm. difficult in in today's society and and also feeling shameful about our feelings or like oh it's selfish to indulge in my feelings because of whatever. I think a lot of people carry this this shame around worrying that they are selfish if they um, they dive too deep into their own emotion or own... Right, or it's like, oh, I don't want to burden anybody with my feelings. Yeah, exactly. Which, I, which is, again, I think just shame showing up, really. Because there's nothing wrong with your feelings. Yeah. Everybody has them. Exactly, yes. <laughs> and it, it, I see it a lot in, in you know... Maybe like our parents' generation, where they just don't even go there. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of that was because you know we didn't have the internet back then, and so it was like very easy to keep things your private life private, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and almost in a way easier to avoid. Really, yeah, that confrontation. Yeah. 
and just so generally like people shied away from it or they, they felt strange you know listening to somebody else's emotions or like you know right. it's it's also it's also kind of like this codependency thing where people don't want to hear about other people's emotions because they feel like they have to fix them and so they don't want to hear about it because they don't know how to respond and they don't know how to fix it so it's just like this like this big like avoidance thing where (laughs) yeah or like oh don't talk about your feelings because then i'm gonna have to visit mine and i haven't dealt with mine either so that comes up a lot too right which is why it's important to have a safe space Mm -hmm. and like share with somebody who can hold space really Mm mm-hmm even if you have that one person that you can go to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very, very important. It's choosing the time and space person to open up. Because mm-hmm. I think people can, again, like, oh, you just, just because you know somebody doesn't necessarily mean that they can go with, there with you. It's kind of like you have to look at somebody's emotional intelligence level, really. So that oh, they can, yeah. <laughs> you know, be present and grounded to hold space and not go into oh, fixing yeah. or go into, oh, yep. well, that's just how it is or whatever they end up doing, mm-hmm. right? To, to bypass it on their end. Mm-hmm. Yep. That yeah. happens a lot. <laughs> Definitely. And I think there's a lot, I mean, going on even just now in the world that we're living in in 2020 uh, around like just shifting. I think we're going through a big grief process and, and transition mm-hmm. there's a lot a lot of fear is showing up um whether that's imposed to us or we just don't know what's going on or what to do next and it's like we've never mm. gone through this so oh there yeah is the uncertainty is so a lot stressful. of uncertainty yeah and so it can bring up a lot of the unresolved emotions that we've been shunning and running from which you know one could be shame Hmm. Yeah, I saw a joke about it. It was like this. This is like the perfect time for everybody to sort of like dive into their emotional world, and mm-hmm. like ninety percent of the population is kind of like, "No, screw this! I'm going to learn to make bread from scratch," uh. <laughs> just, just to distract themselves. <laughs> it's hilarious. Yeah. I don't know about where you are, but um, I see all over social media that everybody's learning how to like bake bread. And I was at the grocery store, and the flour <laughs> aisle is like completely sold out. What? <laughs> yeah. I've never heard of this. Yeah, I, I don't I know. This? That's crazy. Maybe it's like a maybe it's like a, a mom thing. I I don't know, but all the people that I know <laughs> are like baking bread. <laughs> oh my god, that's funny. It's it is pretty funny. <laughs> Well, what else has really been showing up for you recently? I mean, I know you're about to be a mom, so there's that. Yeah, mom times two. This is this is Ooh, baby number two. number two. Um, what else is showing up for me? Well, hmm. I don't know. I'm just really, really trying to slow down in this time, and I'm kind of, mm-hmm. so I so with the shame. Like, if we want to continue on that um, yeah. tangent, sort of, is that perfectionism is born out of shame right i call myself Mm -hmm. a recovering perfectionist um my new title is the queen of good enough so Mm. uh i'm really just trying to make some promises to myself and set some boundaries around how much i'm going to expect of myself um Mm -hmm. with workload so i have a business an e-commerce business I also do coaching and mm-hmm. I do some 
you know, content creation work for brands. So I kind mm -hmm. of wear three different hats. Plus now I have a full-time toddler at home, three, <laughs> three years old, and I'll have a newborn. So I'm really just yeah. looking at all the different sides that I uh, have to sort of juggle. And to I made a promise to myself that this month, in this last month, I'm not going to mm -hmm. accept any new, you know, appointments or work <laughs> or anything like yeah. that. I'm just going to finish up what I what I've already committed to. Um, mm -hmm. And then realistically, for the first probably couple months after the baby is born, to uh, just go easy on myself and not not put too much pressure to try to work at the same standards and level that I was before because when I had my son three years ago I didn't own a business I wasn't mm. doing coaching and I wasn't like I really just had the time with him I was not doing anything mm -hmm. I wasn't working so it's completely different plus I have an, a, another kid so it's gonna be like <laughs> night and day in terms of how busy I am this time with mm -hmm. uh with this baby so it's just letting myself enjoy it and realize that I really do have the rest of time to be efficient and productive and whatever <laughs> I'm gonna right well, I think that's summer. also ingrained in us too right of like you always have to be productive every waking second like there was even a, a, a meme that was made like when quarantine stuff started of like mm -hmm. if you don't read you know learn a new skill or start a business you're like wasting your time oh, oh. yeah <laughs> oh I saw that one yeah I mean for those of us who are ready and at that point in our lives where it's, you know, the right decision for us. And if we, you know, didn't self-sabotage, sure, <laughs> sure. But if, you, if you're going to come out of quarantine more stressed than when you came in because of what the pressures you put on yourself, then I would say that that's actually very unhealthy. Yeah. So. No, I definitely <laughs> like, I mean, I, I'm, I'm right there with you. Like there was a jolt of me that was like okay cool like create some more stuff like you got time for it now you got space for it and mm -hmm. i did like i wrote a mini book and a bunch of other stuff but like i got burnt out very quick and i'm like yeah. wait a second i'm in this for the long haul like yeah and now i actually like took down a few courses and i'm just really niched in and focused on like you said like what i've got going polish mm -hmm. it up finish finish that out and like mm -hmm. simplicity has been really key yeah. Uh, yeah. the theme in my life here recently. Mm -hmm. There's actually a book on my reading list that I'd love to get into called Essentialism. I don't know if you've heard of it. Ooh. But yeah. Tell me more. I don't, I don't know too much more. I listened okay. to the sample on Audible <laughs> and yeah. I was recommended it by a couple of other entrepreneur friends of mine just to like really mm -hmm. pare down on what's necessary. And yeah. not uh, get distracted by shiny things. I find that as right. online entrepreneurs, it's so easy to get that shiny object syndrome. Oh, totally. Where, you, where you're like, oh, I should be doing this and this platform and that. And like, <laughs> really, you just have to follow what's lighting you up and what's because that's going to energize you, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So really it's like a different type go. of lighting you up, you know, it's like mm -hmm. more grounding. Exactly. Like letting go of the shoulds. That was my New Year's sort of promise to myself was to just really follow my intuition this year. 
and mm-hmm. to just be really honest with myself about why if why I'm doing something and to let it go it, or just to say no and to stop apologizing, you know, not be so worried about letting people down and just really staying true to to what excites me and and letting that be the thing. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Simplicity. I think, you know, a lot of people want peace and they're trying to do all these things in order to finally be enough and do and get enough or whatever yeah. to be peaceful when it's a decision of in the moment. Well, it has to come. And that's the other thing, too, is like the peace is not going to come from the doing. It's going to come mm-hmm. from within. Right. So I've really been honed in on meditating, which I've I've come back to quite a few times, like. You know, I'll have like a good month where I meditate almost every day. But in this past um, uh, probably six weeks, I would say I really, really made a commitment and I've I've officially joined the 5 a.m. club. (laughs) (laughs) I might be I might be crazy to do this. I'm in the 5 a.m. club. I wake up 5 a.m. every morning. Amazing. Yeah. So I I decided because we moved in with my in-laws. Um just two two months ago because we're waiting for our, mm-hmm. our new house to be built. So we moved in here and I, I was getting so snippy and resentful and I was like, okay, I know that I need to do something because, you know, I'm not going to try to change the people in the house. <laughs> and with my son not being in daycare and whatever, it's like there's literally not a waking moment of, of peace and quiet. So mm-hmm. I decided to start getting up before everybody else and doing my Uh, stuff then so Mm -hmm. i do my meditation right now i'm doing a 21 day deepak and oprah challenge oh nice (laughs) i've never i've never done one of theirs before so we're i think i'm five days into that one and it's on on hope which is nice hope in uncertain times nice and yeah and then i just do my gratitude really focusing on gratitude in this time, I think it's very powerful. Mm-hmm. And, and like you said, simplicity, so focus. So I, every day I write down sort of my, I do the, I, I feel like I'm name dropping so much here, but <laughs> do it. <laughs> so many people have so many good tools, right? So yeah, Rachel yeah. Hollis has her 10, 10, one method. You can Google it and write it in any journal, but you know, it's 10 years, 10 dreams, one goal. So that makes, Mm. it just takes so much stress off of me because I see my 10 dreams. So that's good. I know I remind myself all the things I want for the next 10 years, but then I only have one thing that I'm actually focused on accomplishing in my day to day. That's like the forefront in my mind. So that lets me not get pulled in a million directions Right. By writing those out every day and then knowing, okay, this year or doesn't even have to be the year, like until it's done, whenever it's done, this is my one mm-hmm. focus right now, you know, and then everything else is kind awesome. of bonus stuff. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Simplicity and focus. Yeah. And, and, and also systems. you're like putting yourself first, you know, you're, you're yeah. getting out of your own, what your, your way really yeah. you to wake up at 5am and have some time for yourself. And I think, you know, that's really what it takes because I do the same thing. That's why I wake yeah. up at five. And yeah. I think, I think it, it, you know, people, some people don't want to, to really discipline themselves to do mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the thing. The, the older that I get, the more I realize that like 
discipline isn't really painful as it is mm -hmm. helpful. It's, 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 it's systematizing your life. And I, there's the, what is that quote? It's like the pain of regret is, you know, much worse than whatever pain it takes to, to do the thing. I know that's totally mm -hmm. not as eloquent as the quote is, but, <laughs> <laughs> but it yeah. came to that, right? It's like, right. what am I doing after just say 9.30 PM every night? Most likely I'm scrambling to like get some work done. That's like maybe not the best quality um, or I'm watching Netflix or I'm scrolling through social media. So it's like, just turn it off, go to bed an hour earlier or an hour and a half earlier. Well, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Most people probably staying up much later than me anyways, previous to this, but you know, I try to have lights out by 10, 10 30 and I, I'm programmed now. Like I just, I, I wake up before my alarm goes off and it's, yeah. it's kind of crazy, but at the same <laughs> time, well, being as tired as I am, as pregnant as I am, but, but I don't, yeah. I'm not going to trade that. And I, I don't know what I'll do when the baby comes because I know I'll be sleeping even less, but you know, we're, we're in this situation right now. We live in, in my in-laws house and it's quarantine nobody's going anywhere so i can nap later in the day you know yeah but i still yeah. need that special hour because i can't get that special hour later in the day mm -hmm. right it's not gonna happen you're again you're just prioritizing it and yourself yeah which is important exactly yeah yeah well i love so it this good. has been this has been awesome i mean we could keep talking about this stuff for hours like I know. But where can people find out more about you and what all you do? So I'm on Instagram more than anything else. Um, it's mm -hmm. Millie Fox, M-I-L-L-I-F-O-X. No E, please. <laughs> <laughs> um, I get that all the time. And then it's MillieFox.com. I've got an awesome little free download that people can go grab. It's MillieFox.com slash self-love toolkit. It's my five daily practices that I use to sort of just you know, shift into a better feeling version of me and like get out of a funk, but mostly just to, you know, like self care type stuff. Um, but easy to do and, and within minutes to kind of, you know, take back your power in a situation. Mm. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm on TikTok now. It's really fun. nice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm XO Millie Fox on TikTok. And yeah, that's been actually a ton of fun during during all this seriousness to just get on there and be super silly and right. you know make fun little videos. And I think that TikTok is changing so fast; it's gonna be everyone's gonna have it soon. Absolutely. Oh yeah, definitely. Absolutely, everyone's gonna have it. It's aging up <laughs> like before your eyes. There's tons of millennials and Gen Xers on there, and there's self help. Yeah. There's art. There's you know, it's not Everything. just silly dance and lip syncing anymore. Right, right. Mm -hmm. The world's changing. But thank you so much for this for this combo and blocking out the time. Yeah, it's uh, my pleasure. I really pleasure. appreciate it. Yeah. It's been great. Awesome. I'm glad that we were able to connect. Yeah, of course. And for everybody tuning in, go check out all of her stuff. And she's an awesome human being, as you can tell by this episode. And be sure to share this episode with a friend, anybody that you think could use it, rate the podcast, and let me know yes. what topics you would love to cover in the future. I'm an open book, so you guys DM me. As always, put some heart into everything that you do today. <laughs>